Today's podcast is brought to you by Vibby.com, the quick, easy way to make highlight videos of your very own. Simply log on to the site, put in the timestamps of your favorite moments, and watch as the highlights spring forward into a video of its own that can be easily shared across social media and other content platforms. Today's podcast is also brought to you by Unicorn.com, the premier esports betting site. Log in today to bet on all of your favorite esports games and see if you have what it takes to win some unicorns of your own. Who knows? It might be enough to win you one of those awesome prizes they have in their marketplace. Enjoy the episode. Hello, Internet. This is Chase Redshirt King Wassenaar. I am a free agent head coach and analyst as well as a contributor for Slingshot Esports. And welcome to day five of our EU LCS team-by-team preview podcast series here at the Rough Drafts Podcast. It is a very interesting team we're going to talk about today. I usually say exciting, but if I said that today, I would be lying. I don't feel like lying to the people at home. So... Instead, I'm going to say interesting and invite my good friend and fellow contributor at Slingshot Esports, Walter Ciedis Fedchuk, to help me break it down. Walter, how you doing, man? Dude, I'm doing great. We're uh, we're almost halfway through our preview podcast here, and now we're starting to get into some teams that I just really don't want to talk about because I, I don't want to watch them anymore, and it, 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 it hurts because this was a team that, you know, like week two, week three, I was super, super excited about. And then Visa Geddon came and slayed my optimism. And then they went through a revolving door of junglers and somehow still managed to make the playoffs. So I can't say I'm in love with this team anymore. No, I'm just going to say I've fallen out of love with the Unicorns of Love as well. And really, at the end of the day, it does feel like this team should have paid more attention to their uh, 80s sports movies because if they had, they'd know that you never kick Rudy because he's the scrappy underdog that you need. That playoffs did not go well once they did. They brought Lulex in. That didn't go very well. They lost 0-3 to Origin in the first round of the playoffs. They ended up finishing sixth last split. And that led to some pretty massive overhauls this offseason as some players left and otherwise needed to be replaced. Move. The former Gravity Jungler has come in to replace Lulex. Exile, a guy who has some experience on SK Gaming Prime, the old challenger team for them, a little bit of the old ninjas in pajamas, and a German team known as the Mysterious Monkeys uh, is now coming in in the mid lane to replace Fox. And Veritas, a Korean AD carry that people have been looking to kind of break through for a while, who's played on Final Five and Vortex, is now finally getting a shot on the LCS stage as their AD carry now that Steelback has moved on. Walter, when you heard these changes come through, you and I were actually on a call. Do you mind sharing with the people at home what your first reaction was to this roster? I don't remember because it was so long ago, but it was probably some sort of dismay and disgust and who the hell is this mid laner? I've never, ever heard of him. The direct quote is, oh God, this roster is awful. <laughs> I tweeted it at the time. You can go find it if you look at our Twitter page. The direct quote from you was, oh, God, this roster is awful. So why do you feel that way, Walter? Why, what, dis, you know, what disappoints you about these roster changes? I, I look at it, and, and one, Exile, I've, I've never, ever seen this guy play at all, 
ever in my life. And like you said, he's played on that SK Gaming Prime and then was a substitute for Ninjas in Pajamas and then played on some random German team that I've never, ever heard of either. So, again, I have no clue what this guy is going to be. And there are very few circumstances where players come out of absolutely nowhere with very limited challenger experience and, and perform highly on the stage. Veritas did okay in the North American challenger scene on, on vortex and final five. Um, but he didn't shine. He wasn't some shining star that were like, Oh yeah, you give him, you know, you give him a little love and carry. He's going to be the next great 80 carry. And then move was move was great for like five, six weeks when he was on gravity, but the rest of the time he was pretty mediocre, but he hit the streets. He was hammering out on Twitter all the time. Hey, I'm looking for a team. Hey, I'm looking for a team. Hey, I'm looking for a team. He was in Korea to my knowledge, practicing in the greatest, practice environment anyone has ever created for league of legends ever and i you know i don't know i just look at these three guys and i don't see i don't even see an lcs level team here unless there's some major improvements from the the three middle players listed on their roster yeah it's tough to look at this roster and feel a tremendous amount of optimism obviously move when he was very successful on gravity it was very much a meta like the one we're in right now, where carry junglers were the name of the game, and he was able to make the kind of plays that we now associate with junglers like Rush, who, you know, it's, it's funnily enough, you know, if Rush is going to be spending time in Challenger and Move is still an LCS player, so I guess maybe he got the last laugh, who knows? But it's certainly more worrying when you look at the, you know, the fact that the meta likely will change. And when it did change, Move did not adjust very well. Unicorns of Love, this is going to be their fifth jungler since the year began. That lack of stability in what should be a shot-calling position, at least a position that has a fundamental role in how the early game plays out, that's rough. And it gets rougher when you look at, you know, here Fox was having the best split that he's had so far as an LCS player. Steelback made a huge step forward last split. And while we've talked previously about our concerns of whether those two are going to be able to keep it up, it undoubtedly Unicorns of Love would be happier if they were the ones with the opportunity to build on that success. And instead, they have to start over with a mid laner that hasn't really done anything on a stage that matters. You know, that SK Gaming Prime team never really amounted to much. He, he just hasn't been that kind of pivotal player. And Veritas, who has been given multiple chances in the challenger scene, and say what you will about the talent he had around him, he didn't get it done. And that raises concerns, because there's not that much talent around him this time either. But we should say, obviously, the whole roster didn't change. And when you look at the storyline to watch for this split, Walter, what do you think these veterans are capable of doing in, in terms of trying to keep this team afloat and keep them out of this relegation peril? Well, the lucky thing that Unicorns of Love had in the spring split was that it was largely dominated by top lane being a primary carry, being one of the two primary carries on the roster, and it allowed Visage Hachi to really exert his influence and prove that he was one of the better top laners in Europe. And because he was able to do that, that really carried them through a lot of the early parts of the split while Fox and Steelback while they were becoming two of the most improved players in Europe. That being said, the meta does not look 
like it's really sitting in that kind of spot. It seems where you're really going to be relying on your 80 carry to carry, and you're really going to be relying on your mid laner to be that secondary sort of carry just from watching the few Challenger Series games that have been played on 6.9. That being said, they were the shot-calling presence. Chachi and Hillisong were really the two guys that were shot-calling for this team, directing the flow of this team. And if they can do it again, that'd be great. That would show that maybe Chachi and Hillisong are the European version of High, where their shot-calling prowess is, is you know, legendary. Uh, I don't think that's the case because I don't think that Veritas or Exile have the same sort of upside that that Fox or Steelbeck did. Steelbeck and Fox were both on successful teams at one point. They were both on teams that were number one in the region. We're talking about Steelback early spring, uh, the spring split last year and Fox the previous year as well. So it worries me whether they can take lower quality supporting players and just kind of plug them into that shot calling strategy and have it work. If it works, that's great. That's awesome for them. I still don't think this is anything above maybe a first round playoff team at that. Yeah. I have a lot of concerns about the veterans on this team. Hillisang is one of those guys that a lot of people were higher on heading into the playoffs. than I was, I felt like he got caught out of position quite a bit in that playoff series against origin. And I feel like his champion pool was exposed in that regard. He's eighth, actually, in wards per minute, only ahead of Godfred and Nisbeth last split amongst supports who played 10 or more games. So he's not giving you a lot of vision or utility. He really was there to make Steelback shine. So if Veritas doesn't develop in that way, I don't think Hillisang's going to be that guy. And the thing about Visit Chachi that a lot of people need to keep in mind is that he was incredibly feast or famine. If you look at his CS per minute numbers, as well as some of his late-game stats, they're not actually that great, despite the fact that his goal differential at 10 minutes put him second in the league behind only Cabochard. When the guy won lane, he won lane hard. But when he lost, when he wasn't able to get that damage down, and he was the second-highest top laner in damage per minute, things really just fell apart. And it shows in the fact that he was responsible for 23.6% of his team's deaths which you can get away with when the rest of your team isn't dying very often because Steelback's positioning had been so good because Fox had played a very safe style of play. But now this risk-reward is a lot more risky because you can't rely on some of these players to make up for some of those differences. But I want to paint a best-case scenario for Unicorns of Love because certainly this is a team that we've underestimated before and has the potential to under uh, to prove us wrong again. You always have to go into the season with at least a little bit of hope. If I've learned nothing else from being a Rocket fan, I know that to be true. So Unicorns of Love fan, here's my best case scenario for you guys. Carry jungle meta last. That's got to be the key here, is the move has to be the playmaker. You use move and visit Chachi and really work on their two-on-two lane pressure looking at you know the top jungle synergy being the way that you play out these games. You try to snowball that lead on Visit Chachi, let him be that monster, and trust him to be a significant carry threat so that Exile and Veritas don't have to be the primary carry every game. One of them can have a bad game, 
and it could be made up by the other one. You also really need Hillsang to just babysit Veritas and get him up to speed on an LCS level. I think, you know, with any new player, especially an AD carry, we saw this with Stixay even last split on CLG. He had a very good split for a rookie, but you could tell early on that some of his positioning in lane clearly needed a little bit of work. He got there, but he got there because he had a really good support in Aframu helping teach him those kinds of lessons. And Hillsang has to be that guy for Veritas. If both of those things are true, I think you might be able to get away with the fact that Exile is not going to be a particularly great mid laner, basically no matter what happens. I, I just don't see any version of this team in which he is going to emerge as a star. But if he's serviceable, and you get those two other synergies online, it might be enough. It might be enough to sneak into the playoffs. And once you're there, you know, it's it's any given Saturday, right? That's what you've got to hope for. But Walter, you've got some pessimism about this team, I know. I Tell me, what is the worst case scenario you see for this roster? The worst case scenario is that the the two carries that they're bringing on don't flesh out and they don't have a similar type of split that Fox and Steelbeck had last split. Let's not forget, with two of their players being among the most improved, and I'll even go Chachi and Hillisan are probably were in the top 10 of most improved players last split. They still only took like fifth six. They didn't get into the second round. They got blown out in the first round. They were overpowered. Granted, some of that had to do with the the change in their style from the super aggressive early ganking jungler to Lolex, who is much more passive and control-oriented in terms of warding. But they still only got fifth, sixth place. And I guess it comes down to what is your lens for success for this team. And for me, for any team to be considered successful, now that you're in the summer split, is you go to Worlds you qualify for Worlds, because that's what the summer split is about. The spring split is about amassing enough points and making sure you are still in the LCS come summertime, because the only tournament that really matters is Worlds. It's winning a World Championship. That's the only way I view anything. And for me, these pickups, granted, they may have been the best pickups that Unicorns of Love were either A, able to afford, or B, the only players that were willing to come play for their team— This does not reek of a World Championship team. This doesn't even reek of a European Championship team— And when it comes down to it, if you're not contending for a European championship, then your only measure of success is do you stay in the LCS? And all the teams that were below Unicorns of Love got better. Schalt got better. Giants got better. Rocket got better. Splice got better. In in a, you know, theoretically, they all got better. And to me, Unicorns of Love dropped off because Steelbeck and Fox, Steelbeck especially, was one of the best AD carries in in Europe. So you're going from having one of the top three AD carries in Europe to Veritas, who wasn't even a top three AD carry in the North American Challenger scene when he was playing in a year ago. Yeah. That's, that's, the, that's the worst case. That's the problem. You know, I, I can talk all I want about, oh, Hillsing might be able to train up Veritas. Guess what? I thought that maybe Edward would make Safir okay. Uh, things happen. It doesn't always work out that way. And honestly, you know, the way that Safir ended up working out, I don't think anyone could have turned him into, you know, an LCS caliber AD carry. Veritas could very easily be that kind of player, and that's a concern. Exile, like I said, even in my best case scenario, I don't see how he works out very well. It's not like he hasn't been around the scene for years. If anyone had wanted him at any point in time, he was available. They didn't. The mysterious monkeys 
didn't want him. They replaced him heading into the year. So clearly, there isn't a lot of hype around this guy, and I think there's a reason for that. I it, it does strike me as a you know you you can't judge this team on are they going to get to Worlds because I don't think they're built for that. I think this roster in particular is built for can we do enough to retain the spot and stop the bleeding so that we can go back next year and still be an LCS team and still be relevant and still have a shot. Because once you lose Steelback, you have to know that the game has changed as far as what you're capable of. But Walter, at the end of the day, where do you think this team ends up? I, I think the, the absolute best case for them is seventh place. I don't think they're a playoff team. I think that two of the teams that were below them have improved in such a massive way that they will not be playoff bound and they probably won't even be safe from relegation. I'm going to say they're going to fall someplace from 10 to 8 is where I feel safe putting them. Yeah. I don't think this is a very good roster. They need every they need everything to go right again. And even with more talent, even with higher talented players that improved way more than I think any of the players on this roster is ca- are capable of doing, they only got fifth, sixth. Yeah. So no, I, I don't see this team making it to the playoffs either. I think that if I had to put a number on it, I have them right now on my board at ninth. I think that, as you said, a lot of the teams that were below them have gotten better. I, I think that they might not be the worst team just because Vizicacci does have great games here and there. He is capable of stealing a couple. Move is going to have one game where we're like, oh, right, Move plays an incredible Lee Sin and can just gank around the map and do crazy things. Or he'll have a Nidalee game and we're like, oh, yeah, Nidalee is still super good if you play him the way the Move does. And they might sneak a couple that way. But especially in best of twos, that's a problem for this team because – as we said in the spring split, and it didn't come true until the playoffs, but it did eventually come true, Sheepy and Pick and Ban in series has not always gone very well. And I don't think there's enough talent here to overcome any potential mistakes that they make in this regard. Teams are going to be too smart. There's too much going on here. It's going to be a very difficult split for the Unicorns of Love. But honestly, I think if you're a Unicorns of Love fan, and I think you're just hoping that Move and Veritas develop enough that you don't have to worry about whether relegations are going to go against you. But that's it for this podcast. I think that's enough downtrodden expressions about uh, this Unicorns of Love team. Maybe you guys at home see higher hopes for them, and you want to let us know on social media. If you do, you can find me at RedshirtKing on Twitter. Walter, where can the nice people at home find you? You guys can find me at C80s underscore LOL. You can find the podcast, of course, at soundcloud.com slash esportsroughdrafts, or you can go to iTunes and search Rough Drafts under the podcast section there. If you subscribe to either of those, it really helps us out, and it makes sure that you guys get every episode. And we've been doing a lot of them. We are now five days into Europe. We've done FC Schalke. We've done H2K. We did Rockat. We did Fnatic. Obviously, Unicorns of Love here. And in North America, we've been doing the exact same thing. We've got Cloud9. NRG, Immortals, Echo Fox, and today we just did Counter Logic Gaming, so you should check all of those out on there. And tune in tomorrow when we take a look at a team that might have some more life in them, we can say. So until next time, goodbye, Internet.